I think some of the share classes can be squeezed down, and I think they should all be a little bit lower on internal cost. That's in a perfect world. I don't know if that'll ever happen. So again, I don't think they should be phased out altogether. I think there is a place for them. It's just I think there does need to be some of those changes. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. Welcome back in to Unlocking Your Financial Future. We are talking mutual funds again on this show. We started our two-part series last episode with some basics on mutual funds. So if you're new to mutual funds or you uh, have mutual funds, but don't totally get what you're invested in, and it's okay. It happens to all of us. I'm there. Uh, I don't know if Ben's ever been there, but I know his clients have at some point. So go back and listen to that last episode. You don't have to listen to it to know uh, what we're going to be talking about today, but it is some good information on the basics of mutual funds. Today, we're talking about mutual funds in terms of strategy for your retirement plan. And we'll be doing so with Ben Schrock, the owner and financial advisor at BA Schrock Financial Group, with their office in Wadsworth. They serve that Cleveland and Akron area. Ben, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, glad to have you back on. Glad to talk mutual funds uh, a little bit deeper with you. I know we we try to do series a little bit more to really get try to get into detail on some topics, but mutual funds is a very common product that a lot of people use. So I'm sure there's a few people that are curious about uh, what we have to say in terms of strategy. So today we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, the other thing I want to get to first, though, is a little getting to know you question. Break away from finance for a second and. Uh, Pose a question. Do you get to know a little bit more about who you are away from the office? So what's something that people would be surprised to learn about you? Yeah. um, Well, I don't know if I shared this in our first episode or not, but did I tell you the story how we were featured in Sports Illustrated? No, I've not heard that one. All right. So yeah, in college, um, about, let's see, there's eight of us in our house. So eight teammates, college teammates of mine uh, were all football players. Well, there's two baseball guys, but most of us football guys. We volunteered at a uh, battered women's shelter uh, in the local community and helped kind of spread the word and talk at at local high schools and, and volunteered our time down there. And uh, I don't know who picked up on it. Someone found out about it. But anyways, we ended up uh, getting our picture taken and uh, did a little article on us uh, in Sports Illustrated. So I got it framed in my office. It's kind of cool. Very cool. Have you been in there in terms of your uh, athleticism? I know you guys have played a lot uh, through. Your no, years. no, we weren't. We weren't that high up. So okay. we were small school, Division <laughs> three. But <laughs> yeah, so we'll take any PR we can get. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So that's something to get to know uh, Ben on. And yeah, as, as he mentioned, you can go back to our first ever episode, get to know Ben and his business a little bit more if the, if, if you're interested in that. And plus uh, a little bit more on this podcast as well. That's in there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen. So uh, good to know. Sports Illustrated, the fame of. So if when you're in the office. Look for that on the on the wall. Uh, is it at your office or at the house? It is. It's at my. It's in my office here in okay, Wadsworth. Cool. Yep. So today we're talking mutual funds. Uh, we started, as I mentioned, our our two part series on mutual funds. Today we're shifting our gears a little bit and getting into the strategy and how that how mutual funds can play a part of your your bigger picture. That overall portfolio that you have and that that bigger plan that you're working on towards retirement. So let's just begin with uh, with mutual funds and how often you, you're talking with clients about mutual funds. Is it is it something that you're having a conversation on every time you meet, the very first meeting? Kind of where does that fit in? Yeah, honestly, I'd say it's we talk a lot about them, probably that second appointment um, as they're coming on board with us to truly break down what they currently have. Because like I said, almost all of them have mutual funds. So it's diving into more discussion on exactly what they have uh, during that second conversation with them. 
And then going forward, honestly, when we do use mutual funds, we don't use a ton of them, but when we do use them, we're explaining why they fit in. Um, they're going to know the internal cost of those mutual funds and you know what what is the purpose for using them within their portfolio. So honestly, once we get beyond that second appointment, not a whole lot about the mutual funds themselves, honestly. Okay. Well, we, you know, the reason we're getting into this topic so much is because mutual funds have been so popular uh, through the years. And, you know, the landscape might be changing a little bit. We touched on that a little bit last episode. But why is it that mutual funds are such a popular investment, especially, I guess, for, you know, beginner investors? Uh, I know that was one of the first things I got into when I first started investing. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. It's great for someone just starting out. And it's a great way to get instant diversification. So there's no way that if you came to me, Ben, with $100 and said, here, invest this, that we can go out and buy Apple, Amazon, Adobe, you know, you name it. We can't go buy all that with $100. Apple's over that just itself. And it's hard to buy, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, be able to buy fractions of shares, but it's it was impossible to buy that. So a mutual fund allows you to own fractions of shares within there because your money's pooled with others. So your $100 from day one gets you instant diversification within a mutual fund. So that's where it's very beneficial for that starting out client um, that, that just wants to start saving or start putting money away. It's a great tool to get instant diversification. It's probably the only way that they can do that today. Well, I guess diversification would probably be one of the bigger pros uh, for mutual funds. Is there any other pros for why you know you would maybe say to someone, "Hey, consider mutual funds," or why somebody that's just a personal investor does it on their own? Why they would would look into mutual funds as being an option? Yeah, I mean that's a tough one. I, I would say. Other than ease of use, um, you're going to have professional management. But again, the, the challenging part is is it's not customizable to you. So if it's someone that doesn't really know or, or feel too confident doing it themselves, yet they don't really want to go hire an advisor, they're kind of in that middle ground, um, I could see a fit for them there because it is something they can easily do. And Morningstar, I mentioned it last time, it's Morningstar.com. They're an independent uh, fundraising company. They do an outstanding job of of research for you. So you can just type in the fund. Just the free site itself allows you to find so much information about the mutual funds that you own. I would encourage everyone to go do that um, immediately just to start typing in whatever funds and do your own research if you want to get into that. So I don't know, Ben, that, that's it's such a tough call. I don't see yeah. a, a ton of pros outside of that, honestly. I know that when I, when I first bought some mutual funds, I still own mutual funds, uh, full disclosure. But when I first did, I know part of it was because, A, like you said, you have $100. What can you really invest in, right? And, and mm -hmm. feel like you're getting anything significant. But the other part was like, I could actually go and look for a sector that I thought was good for the future, right? I could look at, you know, whether it be uh, semiconductors or looking yep. at retail or whatever it was. I always felt like that was a good thing for me. Is that is that not a good way to look at it? No, it definitely is. And and you can also customize that manager too. So I mean you're you're definitely getting smart, smart people that are working with your money. So you're getting the CFAs of the world that are um, responsible for managing this money. So they're darn good at what they do. That's why they have that position. So you are getting really good management and you can also isolate that into different sectors like you mentioned, Ben. So there are, you know, those advantages too, but just for the general public that I see um, that come into our office, we don't really see too many people looking for those niches. Um, like you mentioned, it's just more of getting started. Um, ease of use type uh, would be my, my biggest way to or pro for the uh, mutual funds. 
Okay. Well, I appreciate you obliging me and trying to come up with some pros because I kind of get the <laughs> sense that mutual funds aren't the best investment option. So explain to me then on the other side of that, then what are, what are some of the cons? Why, why are some of the reasons why you would maybe steer someone away from mutual funds? Yeah. So a lot of it is, like I mentioned, it's not customizable. So again, primarily what we do working with that retiree or that retirement marketplace, everyone's plan is so customized and and tailor built towards that client. I feel like their portfolio should be that way. So utilizing mutual funds or actually buying the mutual funds, which again, we will still use. I'll full disclosure, we use them within our clients' portfolios. We're not totally against them, um, but we have to make sense of them. So the the challenging part is once it goes into the mutual fund, we don't know what that mutual fund or that fund manager is doing on a daily basis. So are they buying and selling? What are they doing? What's the turnover? We know enough about it to where it's going to accomplish the goal, but it becomes a challenge to say, is it truly customizable for that client? And can we find that fit for them? So that's a major con for us is that, that it has to be so specific um, to deliver on a goal for our clients. And I think the other thing is that tax loss harvesting that we talked about in, in the previous episode. Yeah it's impossible for us to do inside a mutual fund uh, because you don't know what you're buying. I mean, you have, like I said, hundreds of different stocks in there. You're relying on a fund manager that's not only managing your money, but also millions of other dollars to tax loss harvest for Ben. Uh, they're probably not going to do that no matter how much they like you or don't like you. (laughs) They're not going to carve out a piece of time to just harvest for you. So that goes by the wayside as well inside those. So those expense ratios and the the loaded uh, funds we talked about doesn't cover them looking out for my taxes, right? That's it. And that's what, and that's what it boils down to ultimately. Because yeah. again, we're a fee-based advisory firm. You know, We're not afraid to hide that. But at the end of the day, we're saying justify your fee, right? What yeah. we're doing for our fee goes above and beyond, hey, we're just going to invest your money. You know, I, there's other things. Yeah. And I know the other uh, you know, negative that I learned from your last episode was that you know, the biggest, really when you're into mutual funds, there's so many different, you can have 100 or 200 different stocks in one mutual fund. So oftentimes you don't know exactly what you own. And and I know I don't, like I'll, as I mentioned before, I'll look at, okay, this these are the top 10 or 15 stocks that they're involved with. Okay. I like most of those. Perfect. Well, you know, that Apple might not show up on the next mutual fund, but it could be buried in there somewhere. So all of a sudden you might have four different mutual funds and they might all have a piece of the same thing. Bingo. And that, and that's exactly what we get down to when we do this analysis that I mentioned that Keith runs that x-ray is, is we do that fee analysis on top of that x-ray and we end up, we break it down and say, out of your $100,000, you own 5% Apple across the board and you're paying say 2% cost, expense ratio, internal, external, all your total expenses, 2%. Is it cheaper for Mr. and Mrs. Smith to go buy Apple themselves? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. On TD Ameritrade, who we use as our custodian, has no transaction cost. So you can go buy Apple at no cost and own Apple yourself, that same 5% that you're owning across 20 different mutual funds. So the cost side of it, saying, what am I getting out of this thing? Is it truly worth it? Is to me that another con that weighs so heavily on our mind when we talk about the mutual funds. Okay. Are there any other tax issues? I know you mentioned the tax loss harvesting, but is there any other tax considerations that go into mutual funds? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I was just having a conversation today with a client, they get like what we call phantom income. And basically what that is, is when a fund manager decides to sell or turn over a portfolio, you could sell some of those at a gain and 
you know, not all of it a loss, not practice that tax loss harvest. So at the end of the year, you might get a 1099 or you might get a 1099 dividend form saying this mutual fund kicked out so much money in a dividend. Now we're talking after tax money, Ben, this wouldn't happen mm-hmm. in an IRA because that's not an issue. So on an after tax portfolio, you might get that 1099 form for maybe a thousand bucks and you're going to say, wait a second, <laughs> I never took a thousand dollars out. Where, where did this come from? Yeah. Well, that was from a dividend that was reinvested in your plan that you never saw because that's what happened in that mutual fund. So there was no losses offsetting that, right? So you get kicked off with this fake income or what we call phantom income that you never saw. So that's something that we try to avoid, obviously. Well, what's, what is the future of mutual funds? Should we keep them as part of our plan? I know you mentioned that if they do fit for your clients, you still use them. But is this something you wouldn't have a problem with if it was kind of phased out altogether? I do think there needs to be more transparency. Okay. okay? At, the, at the end of the day, make it, keep it simple. Let the clients know what they're owning and what they're paying. And that's really what it boils down to. I, I really don't think um, they should be phased out altogether. I think some of the share classes can be squeezed down, and I think they should all be, you know, a little bit lower on an internal cost, but you know that's in a perfect world. I don't know if that'll ever happen. So again, I, I don't think they should be phased out altogether. I think there is a place for them. It's just, I think there does need to be some of those changes made within them. Yeah, hopefully we'll see that uh, moving forward, some things uh, improved in that regard. That would be helpful for everyone. I know I get my prospectus, throw it in the, in the garbage as soon as it hits the inbox, the, the mail. I, I forget, you know, what the prospectus is for a lot of times. Well, oh, I forgot I invested in this. But, right. <laughs> uh, and I'm probably opening up to a lot of my mistakes as an investor, Ben, but you can correct me on those down the road, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, let, it, mutual funds, they are a part of our portfolios many times, uh, but they do have some things you need to be considering, uh, you know, some ups and some downs, but they could be a part of your strategy. They may not need to be a part of your strategy. There's a lot of questions, of course, working with an advisor, a professional will help answer those questions and determine whether or not, and and then what mutual funds you should be invested in. I know that I need to sit down with Keith and and look through all my mutual funds and find out how much uh, crossover I have. But you can do that with the BA Shrock Financial Group. If you're in Cleveland, Akron, Wadsworth, wherever you might be in that area, uh, give them a call, set up a time to go by and meet with them and, and examine and evaluate your mutual funds and find out if your strategy is on par with what your goals are for retirement. Uh, ben, enjoyed this conversation. I do feel like I learned a lot uh, on mutual funds and, and I will definitely be reevaluating my portfolio uh, once we get off. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. We can give you some food for thought. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Unlocking Your Financial Future on Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And we'll have your next episode next week coming out to you. So for Ben, I am Ben, and we appreciate you listening to Unlocking Your Financial Future. We will talk to you on the next episode. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and BA Schrock Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. 
Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with a U.S. government or any government agency. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.